Hello and welcome to Sunday Times Politics Weekly Podcast, a platform where we dissect issues of international and national importance in the world of political shenanigans. My name is Mawanda Mashavadala. Today I am joined by my colleagues in the Sunday Times Politics uh, writing team, Andisiwe Makinana in Parliament and Stenbile Kele here in Johannesburg. Today we will be discussing the big elephant in the room, which is corruption in the state that is led by an ANC government. This icon is racist. I've never ever been a spy. Can the VBS bank uh, loot? The problem is that pinky. I'll never subject myself to whiteness. I'm listening. Can you have consistency, Honorable Chair? Corruption was an Olympic sport. They will always win gold. This is not a shit. Can you please come in? Before we get to it, uh, I would like for us to listen to this clip by former president uh, of the ANC and the country, Tabum Begi, about what he believes is the root cause of the corruption within the ANC ranks and its government, uh, sentiments of which he had uh, said several times, but this clip was recorded in 2019, which is last year. The, the Zuma phenomenon was not an individual phenomenon. It was systemic. What had happened in the ANC since we came into government in 1994 is that there are many people who came into the ANC or even old members who stayed in the ANC or joined in order to get into government and in order to use their positions in government for self-enrichment. This problem of the corruption of the membership of the ANC has accumulated over a long period of time. So the first thing that the ANC must do is to look at itself and to say who are genuine members yeah. And who are people who are just here in order to steal? To cleanse itself. So that you really have people who are ANC. Not crooks who are in the ANC because it, it gives them a possibility to steal. That, that's renewal. Because if the ANC does not do the renewal, it will continue to do the things that were happening under Jacob Zoom. Well, that was former President Tabum Begi. Last year, uh, I remember him saying the same thing around 2008, just before the beginning of the so-called nine wasted years. But what I derived from what he is saying is that uh, the ANC has long battled with this corruption. And in this clip, he criticizes the membership format of the ANC in that it allows, it's a sort of a free-for-all arrangement wherein people join, uh, seeing it as a ticket to uh, to riches, which is something similar to the letter that was written by the current president of the ANC, Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, last week uh, to all members of the ANC, 
which begs the question, if these were the sentiments of uh, former leaders of the ANC 10, 12 years ago, and to this date, we still have a president of the ANC who's lamenting the same sentiments without doing much. There was a lot of talk around renewal in Nazareth, but to date, it seems that the system remains exactly the same. Susanne, what are your thoughts in particular about the root causes of corruption within the ANC and its government, in particular in light of what uh, are the views of former President Bey? Um, it's hard to say what the root causes are. It's great. I can't think of anything. It's great. And in most cases, the people that are implicated in corruption are people that are holding some position in government, in the party. So it's people that have access to state resources. So um, I, I, uh, but I mean, you know, what President Mbeki says in 20, or said in 2008, or whether he said in 2019, the question is, what has the ANC done about it? And when you read President Ramaphosa's letter um, in August 2020, it's just words. As it was just words with Mbeki, it's just words. They just replace the same things, but when it comes to action, what has the ANC done about the corruption? So it's a, it's a, it's a difficult question. It's simple, but difficult at the same time, because mm-hmm. everyone knows what the problem is. Everyone knows who the problem is. But mm. the question is, why has no one done anything about it? Mm. 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 And, and is it about time that the ANC reviews uh, its policy on who becomes its member uh, you know, so as to know what is what are their intentions to, if ANC members in the majority even understand the strategic objectives of the ANC and what it seeks to achieve through uh, the government that it leads, or is it just one of those where people join to liberate themselves financially? I think it's an interesting question. I was just thinking now, even when um, Usis Andi was speaking, that the bar to entry is extremely low in the ANC. And education is just one indicator uh, of that. There are things of activism. It's uh, what you're passionate about, where you come from, the ideals that you want to put forward. And what we've seen over the past few years in the ANC is that those who command the ground, to use a comrade-like term, are the ones that have power, the people that are able to dispense patronage, uh, the people that are, be able, that are able to mobilize people to get behind them uh, when they are so-called under attack. And most of the time that attack is basically just accountability. So when they are called to account for the wrongdoing that they may or may not have done, they revert to going back to the ground and mobilizing people uh, in their defense. And so I think it's, it's a huge problem with the ANC in that there is no... There's no requirement that this is what, I mean, there's the eye of the needle, uh, but I can't say that many people would pass that test. Um, And when you look at even young people within the organization, there's so many of them, we've had this conversation before, that have the goods that I think are made of good stuff, that have good ideals, that have good ideas about what should happen. But it comes back to this thing of gatekeeping as well, where those people that challenge the status quo, that actually have something good to say, uh, are kind of left out of the processes because they are going to challenge uh, 
this wrongdoing that happens within the organization. Well, uh, interesting views there, Stay. But, Sis Andy, in, 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 in looking at the current president of the ANC, well, what he did uh, with writing this letter, it's something rather unusual for an ANC president to do that. And a few days before that, we had reported, Stay Media reported uh, on Times Live about a letter that was uh, sent to various structures of the ANC provincial regional and uh, even uh, NEC and MPs uh, for people to declare if they were ever criminally charged or if they were ever investigated or disciplined for corruption-related issues. And then a few days later, there's President Cyril Ramaphosa and this letter. I mean, what is what, what should we read in, in, in particular from these two incidents? Because to me, it would appear also that there's a jostling for power and control within the ANC, in that if the SG communicates this thing a few days later, uh, the president of the party is doing something more or less uh, similar to what the SG was saying. Does the current president, in how you look at it, Andy, have... The, 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 the backbone to be able to deal decisively with the problem of corruption that is, corrupt, is, is, is facing the party that he leads. You ask yourself, what has the president of the ANC and the president of the country done about allegations against his own spokesperson? He has said nothing. Um, the spokesperson is on leave, special leave. She's not suspended. Mm. You know, this his, this this letter comes at a time where in KwaZulu Natal, the the former mayor of Etekwini is being redeployed. It's a promotion from from local government to, to provincial government to a provincial legislature. It's a promotion. What has he mm. said about that? So mm. for me, it's really you, I don't even think we have to think hard. It's all playing out for us to see. And I keep saying it's just words. The ANC is under siege on social media. We're seeing hashtags that we haven't seen, which obviously may be bothering some in the ANC. And they are putting out these statements maybe to, I don't know, to say what, because they are saying words, but there is absolutely no action. So as much as the president, because I see people saying he can give instructions to the NPA, to the police. No, that's not his job. The, the law doesn't allow him to do that. But there are things that he can do. As I say, no one, um, his, his spokesperson has not been declared guilty. But come on, when people are accused of such serious corruption, there is something that he can do about it. There's something that he can say about it. And he's chosen not to say anything. So it's just the, the, the words that he puts out, the seven-page letter, it's really in the face of everything else that's happening around him. It really means nothing to me. That's how I read it. And for a long time, as South Africans, in analyzing the ANC, we also get uh, swallowed in its factional backers and would we'll say, oh, the president can't act because this faction will do this or will say this. That is none of our problem. We are South Africans. We are not members of the ANC. We should not even be entertaining their internal factions. They should be dealing with their issues internally. And outside, they must make sure, because they are paid it's taxpayers' money that is being wasted paying their salaries, but it's also taxpayers' money that is being stolen, millions, billions. And we as South Africans, we would, especially the media, find excuses uh, uh, saying this one faction wouldn't accept. It's none of our business. We should not even go there, you know. So for me, it's really, it's meaningless. And considering how much we've lost 
as South Africans, the money, is, the, the country is broke. And it was happening, it all happened in front of our eyes. And we kept making excuses for these people. I think that time is over. I really can't find any reason why we are still entertaining what has been happening. Our wow, strong words there, Well, as part of these words without meaning and action from the ANC, let's hear what the ANC spokesperson, national spokesperson, Mabe, had to say around the current events when he was being interviewed by the SABC News. Of course, there has been a mixed reaction. A society out there expect the ANC to act decisively. They can no longer tolerate what they term lip service. They want to see action right through. The fact that the president of the African National Congress has penned a letter out to members, which follows a decision of the National Executive Committee to draw a line, especially on issues of corruption. This alone expresses the seriousness through which we in the leadership are treating these matters. The Secretary General of the ANC, as you rightfully pointed, has already sent out a letter to our structures calling on them to be able to declare their own financial interests, especially those that are public representatives, uh, serving as MPs, MPLs, or even uh, at the local council level. This is an expression of seriousness through which the ANC is acting on these uh, matters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can't help but laugh. Say, uh, Pule Mabe is saying that the ANC is drawing a line in the sand uh, against corruption. Do you believe him or it's just uh, blowing hot air? No, we've been down this road before. We even uh, joke on this podcast that the corruption element of it is something that we're going to be dealing with week in and week out because it is a gift that keeps on giving. I mean, the latest moved by... Uh, the ANC in Guazul Natal, as Andy was saying, it proves that there's nothing new there that's going to happen. There's nothing, wow, they're not going to change the game in any way. They're going to keep doing as they have always done in the name of keeping alive these factions and the protecting uh, of themselves, people that have done wrongdoing who do not want to sit in a prison cell and are unlikely to do so, given that we're just not seeing the power, the political will uh, or the effectiveness and efficiency in the security agencies of the country. We've seen a number of instances, in fact, including that of uh, Zandile Kumete, who was arrested. She's out on bail for, I think it's 50,000 rand. Uh, but every time she goes to court, there's some or other postponement from the state. So it's not enough just to see people arrested. We actually want to see successful prosecutions. And I don't think the track record is there at all. And when it comes to a political level, we've had this conversation as well repeatedly, uh, that because everyone has some sort of a cloud hanging over them, it's going to be close to impossible for the ANC to be able to say, we are going to deal with this one, but not this one. Uh, my dad always jokes and says there'd be no NEC left, in fact, if you actually had to deal decisively with the wrongdoing that was done just in that structure alone. Mm-hmm. And I think the important point that Stay you are making is that we can no longer, and I think Sis Andy made the same point uh, previously, that we can no longer allow for the ANC, which is the accused in this regard, well, even pre- their president, uh, Serena Mapos, is saying the same. They are the accused number one in this regard, yet we entrust the same people to be the ones 
who deal uh, decisively with corruption within their party and their government. And there are other uh, structures within society, civil society, there's law enforcement in the country. But before we expand more on this, let's just get to listen to what uh, Corruption Watch had to say about this corruption of the governing party. With the ANC composed as it is, there is no chance of getting rid of corruption, as far as I'm concerned. Well, uh, that is David Lewis of Corruption Watch uh, during an interview with ENCA, quite bold. They're saying that the ANC, as it is, structured, has got no chance of ever dealing with corruption. But there's this, also this phenomenon of in particular with the current uh, administration within government and the current leadership of the ANC of seeking to separate the president of the ANC and the president of the country, Sir Ramaphosa, from the party, putting him there as the messiah, as the good guy, as the guy who liberate uh, uh, South Africa from this corrupt ANC, an ANC of which, by the way, he didn't only become part of in 2017, Nazareth, he's been part of it from back in the 90s during the negotiation, was the leader of the negotiation team. And from that point on, went on to become Secretary General and became an NEC member throughout until became Deputy President in 2012, 2017, ultimately becoming a president. If this has been an entrenched culture of corruption within the ANC throughout those years, I believe that it's quite disingenuous to separate him from the rest and pretend that he is uh, you know, the guy who will ultimately save us from the corruption that is perpetrated by the ANC through their stronghold on the state. Uh, so Andy, what, what do you have to say about the role that civil society and in particular, well, other uh, state institutions like the one in which you specialize in, which is the legislature in parliament and law enforcement in the country are playing in bringing a stop to the cancer of corruption within our country? Um. Look, uh, Mawande, the, the, the so-called capture of the state, I know people laugh and say, <laughs> how was the state captured? But you see it. You see it in the manner in which parliament deals with the executive. No one is asking these hard questions, right? You see it in the NPA not being able to prosecute all these people. You see it um, in the police. You, you see it everywhere, right? And we, it, it's, it's like a game that was properly planned and it's a back and forth kind of thing. And the rest of us are caught up in this whole thing where somebody gets arrested. Let's take Zandile Kumete, for instance. She gets arrested. She, she's charged. She's been to court so many times. I think there was a point where the hawks messed up her case. There were, there were charges that didn't stick or something. So that incompetence is all part of the game. Uh, to, to break the state, to break um, the, the agencies that were, are meant to, to prosecute, to, 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 to jail people. They are so weakened. And then you have a parliament that only does its job just before an ANC conference. So you sit for four years in parliament. The hard questions are never asked. A year before ANC conference, there will be commissions, there will be inquiries. So it's, you, I feel for somebody who's not a member of the ANC, we just caught up in it. Uh, for me, the, and also the issue of separating the ANC and the state, of course, it's, I'm saying it's part of the game because listen to Pulemape saying, oh, the SG last week wrote to, to ANC um, members to say, declare, declare. Let's say somebody does declare to ACE. So what? What can he do? 
what can he do? It's the case with Zanjile, for instance. The ANC took action. Let's say the ANC removed her because they were concerned about corruption. If the state doesn't prosecute her, then again you would argue that she's not guilty. Technically, you can't say she's been found guilty of, of anything. So the party may act, but the state is not capable to. The state may want to act, but the party, you know, politics have an influence on the state. Mm. And at the state, uh, Susan is making a very strong point around the complicity of all of us as the electorate, as, as citizens at large. If the ANC were to fall, which seems quite uh, closer than ever before now, uh, do you think that as people of South Africa, we have a proper and solid alternative that can save us from all these problems which are centered around the mismanagement of the state and the corruption of the incumbent government? I don't want to decampaign anyone with a year to go before elections, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced that there is. And I think uh, were it to happen that the ANC uh, were to lose power, it would be very difficult for any other party to come in and be accepted because people will be so heartful at that point that I think the bar will be very high. Uh, it will be very difficult to convince people that you're doing the right thing and I think people have a much lower tolerance uh, for nonsense and inaction. Uh, so I think it will be it will be in a sense uh, a cautionary tale, the fall of the ANC for any other political parties which will follow, uh, which I suppose would be a good thing. But I think we are still some ways away from that. I think the ANC is doing enough to speed up the process, but we are still some time away. And I don't think that there's any indication uh, that the current administration of the ANC uh, do anything to, to change things around. Mm. Well, uh, colleagues, unfortunately, they, we could talk and talk and talk until you know the cows come home on this particular topic. But unfortunately, that's all we have time for. Today, thank you so much, colleagues, uh, and Siva Makinana in Parliament and Stemile Kele here in Johannesburg. I believe that uh, as far as Tay is concerned, this is her last uh, appearance in this show, which is quite unfortunate. Uh, I believe that she is leaving the team for greener pastures elsewhere. We hope to meet uh, somewhere, as one Jacob Zuma said during her, his resignation. That's all we have time for today. Uh, you can catch our podcast on all uh, podcast platforms like Iona.fm, Apple uh, Pods, and you can engage with us on social media through the hashtag STPoliticsWeekly. That's it for this week. I am Mawanda Mashabalala. I hope that is awesome. Wash.